Hello, thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN. I'm here today with Denise Winsler, APACN Curriculum Development Specialist, to discuss the new enhanced enforcements for infection control deficiencies released by CMS in March of 2023. We will also be discussing two new APACN products aimed at helping listeners with the survey process. Welcome, Denise. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me today. Can you provide a brief overview of the enhanced enforcements CMS just released? I sure can, Amy. So basically, this newest guidance has taken guidance that CMS initially put out in 2021 and really strengthened enforcements for noncompliance regarding infection control. And this is going to apply to any facility with a survey cycle starting on March 30th, 2023 or later. And CMS has really done this in two different ways. First, it has enhanced enforcement actions for infection control deficiencies with harm and immediate jeopardy. Second, CMS has also expanded enforcements to include instances when a facility receives deficiencies for both FA80 infection control and FA87 COVID-19 immunizations that result in no harm. Thank you for that, Denise. What do the enhanced enforcements mean for our listeners? Yeah, so CMS has outlined these enforcements in three different scenarios. Combined citations for FA80 and FA87 with no harm, FA80 causing harm, and FA80 causing immediate jeopardy. And for all three scenarios, a directed plan of correction is included. However, that is where the similarities end. So let's go through these a little bit. For those facilities that receive deficiencies that don't result in harm, enforcement remedies are going to include directed plan of correction, like I said, and that plan of correction is going to include root cause analysis, working with a QIO, or another qualified consultant. They're also going to receive a discretionary denial of payment for new admissions, or DPNA. However, this DPNA is only going to have a 30-day period to achieve substantial compliance. For those citations at a scope and severity of actual harm, again, directed plan of correction with root cause analysis and working with a QIO, or they can hire an infection control consultant to help them develop and implement a corrective action plan. They're also going to receive a discretionary denial of payment for new admissions, but this is going to be with a 15-day period to achieve substantial compliance, which is substantially less amount of time. They are also going to receive a civil money penalty imposed according to the CMP analytic tool that surveyors use. However, With actual harm citations, they are going to tack on an extra 10% adjustment. 
For those citations at scope and severity of immediate jeopardy, again, the directed plan of correction with root cause analysis and working with a QIO or an infection control consultant. They are also going to receive a discretionary denial of payment for new admissions with a 15-day period to achieve substantial compliance. And last but not least, they are also going to receive a civil money penalty, again, using the analytic tool. However, they will receive a 20% increase adjustment. Thank you for that, Denise. What it sounds like you're saying is that one of the top cited deficiencies just got a whole lot more risk with it. Yeah, absolutely. What can our listeners do to mitigate these enforcements once they've been cited? Yeah, that's a great question, Amy. And I would say that a facility should do two things. First, they need to be proactive and prepare for surveys. And I'm not just saying prepare for the survey a month before survey happens. This really needs to be a year-round preparedness. Second, Once the surveyors exit and they have given you these citations, the correction process needs to be started immediately. And by this, I mean before the 2567 is even received by the facility. And fortunately, a packet, and I am so excited to be talking about this, we are currently developing two great products that can assist in both of these areas. One's called the Survey Preparedness Program, and the other one is called the FTAG Library. What is the Survey Preparedness Program and FTAG Library? Great question, Amy. The Survey Preparedness Program is a customizable program that includes tools and guidance to help facilities stay in compliance and ready for survey year-round. And one of the tools is an infection control care observation tool, and it explains how to conduct process surveillance for things like enhanced barrier precautions, which is a big thing currently. And no month after month what's happening with compliance at the bedside. The FTAG library is just that. It's a library that anybody can go to and pick the FTAG that they really need help with. Then they're going to be able to access an on-demand mini-webinar that reviews the entire deficiency, key areas for non-compliance, and actions that the facility can take to get back in compliance with the deficiency along with a pack-in and outside resources to assist with compliance of that specific regulation. And we've also developed four additional presentations reviewing how to read a 2567, how to write a plan of correction, removal of immediate jeopardy, and an overview of the psychosocial severity guide. Additionally, there are also going to be some great tools with the FTAG library to assist with IJ removal, writing a plan of correction, reviewing your policies and procedures, compiling the resurvey binder, and monitoring of the deficiencies. Thank you, Denise. Those sound like great products for our listeners. When would our listeners use the FTAG library? Yeah, so we really took a before and after approach with these two products, and they work really well together. So the survey preparedness program was really designed as 
a preemptive approach for facility leaders to implement prior to survey in order to ensure preparedness year-round. The FTAG library was developed with the correction of a survey citation in mind and direction on how to correct that deficiency, although truly it can really be used at any time to gain knowledge about a deficiency. Thank you for that, Denise. When will these new products be released? Both will be released sometime in June. However, because there are so many F tags, only a portion of those will be released in June, and then additional F tags will be released as they're developed. Denise, thank you for sharing this great information with our listeners today. Absolutely, Amy. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse leaders, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC-DON chat podcast. 